Hey guys, welcome back with Marlo and Brittany with Two Mamas Uncensored. So, Brittany, how are you tonight? I am good, good. How are you doing? Good, I'm good. I was a little sleepy today, but I'm getting it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're so excited to be back with you all. Um, we have an interesting topic to talk about today. I think everyone will be able to relate to it. So. Absolutely. I think so also. So before we get into our topic for tonight, um, Brittany, what are you drinking? Uh, today is just water. I've been struggling with a migraine, so we're just doing water tonight. I promise it'll get a little bit better <laughs> in our next episode. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, I'm not really drinking much either tonight, um, but I do have, I don't drink soda often, but I was really craving a Cherry Coke Zero. So I'm drinking that, and my son's girlfriend just bought me a um, a caramel frappuccino, but I don't think oh, I'm going to drink that. Good. Yeah, but you know, soda and coffee don't really go together. But yeah, and it's yeah, and it's a little late. Might be up all night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I don't want to because I'm super sleepy. So I'm just going to stick with my uh, my diet soda. I don't there. So just an FYI, guys, we're going to do a. A mommy's drink each episode. Um, sorry, it's a little bit boring this episode, but um, if you all have any cool or interesting drinks that we should try, um, email them to us and we'll always drop our email at the end of the episode. Yes, perfect. All right. So tonight, guys, we are going to talk about the wonderful topic of quarantining. Um, you know, we've been into COVID, I guess, a little over a year, right? Yep, over a yeah, over a year. It started, what, March 13th is when the world shut down. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So um, there's definitely been a lot happening in that year and, you know, the impacts um, of quarantining on, you know, just people's lives in general. So we thought it would be a great topic to talk about. Um, you know, a little bit about the pros and cons and how it's really impacted all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I know things are starting to open up a bit more. Um, so I think it was a good timing for this topic um, to kind of like recap the past year and kind of the different feelings we've gone through, um, the changes we've experienced. Um, so I think this is just good timing for this type of episode. I agree. Um so jumping right into that, um, one of the things that I found really um, interesting is I did some research and the CDC did a survey um, from the time period of June 24th to June 30th of last year. So they surveyed 9,896 adults, um, and that's 18 and over. and out of that number, 5,412 of them reported that they had at least one adverse um, mental health symptom. So I found it really interesting. I'm going to share real quick the actual statistics. So out of that number, 
31% of that have been experiencing anxiety and depression symptoms, 26, um, some type of trauma or stress-related disorder symptoms, and 13% of that number started or increased their substance use, and 11% seriously considered suicide. Wow. So, yeah, that's crazy, right? Right. And I think, you know, with COVID, you know, it really did just change our lives, like, literally overnight. Right. No one so had it, time to prepare. Yeah. Like, not no notice. So I think it's, you know, it's it definitely has impacted people's mental health. Um, I know it it impacted mine. Oh, absolutely. Mine too. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just important to share that statistic. So at least it, not that it normalizes, but it does normalize, right? That it is okay to feel something during this time. Right. And I think for a lot of people, it makes you feel better to know that you're not alone and you weren't alone in your feelings, Um, that there were many, many other people feeling the same thing or maybe even going through the same thing as you, even though our situations are always different. um, But we all, you know, may have felt slightly depressed or, you know, um, not our typical selves because of everything that was going on. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... I just wanted to share that just to help people, you know, maybe feel a little better about everything. And like you said, you know, things are, for me, at least it seems like things are opening up a little bit more and it's a little bit more relaxed, even though we're not a hundred percent there, but at least I can see (laughs) the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. It's kind of funny because I look back at like even some of my Facebook posts from around this time last year and we didn't know the extent of how long this would last. No. Like we were thinking we'd be out of work for two weeks (laughs) to a month. The kids would be out of school for two weeks. I remember freaking out. I'm like, wait, two weeks home with the kids while I'm trying to work? And then it went (laughs) to a whole year. Um, So it's it's just kind of crazy how like that all happened. But now I think um, with the way things are going, we can finally, like Marla says, see the light at the end of the tunnel and it's Mm -hmm. making it... (laughs) so much easier to kind of cope with, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely a little bit easier to cope with knowing that. Um, But, you know, I guess it has prepared us for anything that we may face in the future. Absolutely. (laughs) We know, we now know how to prepare. (laughs) That part. And I'm sure my patience level has increased drastically from this time last year. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was almost like we were forced to understand what patience is. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let's jump into some of these pros and cons. Um, we're going to kind of go back and forth between a pro and a con um, and discuss a little bit how it affected us, how it may have affected other people that we know and go from there. Yeah. And I think it's it's so important, Brittany, too, because a lot of times I think, especially during COVID, we focus on the cons. Right. You know, yeah. and we don't really look at all the things that all the pros are all the good things that have happened. Absolutely. And I think that's when I finally realized that I was being super negative with it. 
I had to sit down with myself and just self-reflect and and look at all the pros that came out of this. And as we go through these, you'll you'll probably um, realize like, oh, wait, maybe it wasn't all bad. Maybe this was beneficial, you know, to me some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, or even you all can sit there and try to figure out some of your own pros um, so that you can look back at this past year in a better light. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, you want to jump into the first con? Yes, since it affected me greatly. (laughs) I don't know about anyone else, but weight gain. Oh, my God. Y'all, listen to me. (laughs) I was five pounds from my goal weight before all this started. I was so happy. I fit all my clothes perfectly. Everything was fitting great. And then here we are a year later, 40 pounds heavier. Um, Yeah, so I don't... (laughs) And honestly, I don't even know what happened. It could have been the liquor. It could have been the <laughs> chips. It could have been the lack of exercising, considering I walked from my room to my office, and that's about all the exercise I was getting. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a con. And some people may have lost weight, too, due to all their stress. That could have been sure. um, a con as well. I did not look out and lose any weight, but there's that. <laughs> Man, I tell you, um, I'm in the same boat with you. Matter of fact, I was pretty much at my goal weight, uh-huh. you know, because, you know, before COVID hit, I mean, I was going to the gym six days a week. Yes. <laughs> I was doing all my meal prepping and That's like, true. I didn't skip a beat. But you know, what's so crazy is I, <laughs> I don't know where it turned because even right. I would say maybe the first six months of COVID, I was still working out at home. Mm-hmm. Something somewhere switched happened, right? And I and I can't pinpoint that. And then that was all she wrote. So I'm not completely. I haven't completely backtracked, but I've I've gained at least a good 15 pounds back and. For me, that's just unacceptable right now. (laughs) I hear you. Um, And to be completely transparent, I know where my um, issue lies. So um, first, when quarantining first started, um, I was trying really hard to support like small restaurants, um, Mm. small business owners, because as you all are aware from my first episode, Marlo and I worked for a, um, a local restaurant. And so I hold that, you know, really close to my heart and making sure that we support our um, small local restaurants. And so I think I did a little bit too much supporting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I made sure that I was getting support and then the the scale was just like, all right, you need to stop. Um, And then on top of that, I had started um, a birth control to control my iron. Mm. And and then I was eating everything under the sun. Like, I kid you not. so I stopped that and I was like, no, you're just going to up these iron pills because this weight gain is, is not okay. Um, and then from there, it just like, I don't know, it ruined my diet. Um, and for the most part, I try to eat pretty healthy, but mm-hmm. these chips be calling my name, I tell you. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm trying yes. to get it back on track. I did in July start um, a boot camp sort of thing. Um, and 
I have not been going as often as I should. I do try to go at least once or twice a week um, and then walk some, but I'm trying to get it you know, back on. As the world opened, I got some trips planned, so I got to get my body right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I am sure that there are um, a bunch of people out there that can relate to this, whether, like you said, whether it's weight gain or weight loss from the stress, mm-hmm. things like that. But either way, I think it has definitely impacted a lot of us. Absolutely. All Uh, right. So a pro that we can talk about is more family time. Absolutely. So with family time, we were all forced (laughs) to be with, it was either with yourself, right? with your kids, with your spouse, whoever, but we were forced to be in the house. Now, the 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 nice thing for me is that it really helped me to spend more time with my kids. You know, prior right. to this, it was hustle, bustle, hustle, bustle. Um, but it was nice to be able to just, you know, not have to rush to go do something, you know, to be able to sit down with dinner at dinner time with the kids and um, actually talk. Right. You know, um, because I think like the first, what was it? Maybe the first three or four weeks, they weren't even really doing school. Um, no, they weren't. You know, they were pretend school, but it was for me, um, you know, I think the family time has definitely been, um, it's been nice to have that. It, it absolutely have been. Um, Yeah, I mean, we got super creative um, with our family time, too. Um, Before, I think the only time we really had family time was dinner. Um, But or if like we went to the park or walks or something. But uh, COVID forced us to have like put a little bit more effort into our family time. Mm -hmm. Um, So we did things like a dance party in the garage. or more board games than we usually play, or heck, I even set up an obstacle obstacle course in the backyard for the kids. Um, it just forced us to be a little bit more creative. And in the end, it was a lot more fun than what our typical family time looked like. Yeah. Um, so this has been a, a, one of the biggest pros I've seen um, is being able to like slow down and really hang out with your family. Mm-hmm. I agree. A hundred percent. Um, so another con, um, is having to deal with abusive relationships. So obviously in, when the world is normal, you're going to work or you're going to school or you're able to get out to see family or friends. And so you get that escape from your, um, abusive relationship. This kind of forced you to be stuck with your abuser, um, and, I mean, there was no escape because everything was shut down and you weren't supposed to, you know, go around any other people. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that for so many and I don't want to just say women because, you know, men also face abuse as well. um, But that's got to be really difficult to not have an outlet. 
You know, it's one thing if you're in an abusive relationship and, you know, maybe your partner goes to work. So you get a little bit of that relief, you know, and during COVID, it could be that maybe they were working from home or maybe lost a job altogether. And there's just there's not that break. So, you know, um, I think that that's just something to take into consideration. And I'm hoping that, you know, if there are our listeners out there that are going through an abusive relationship that they do know that they do have people that, you know, love and support them. And there, there are, you know, there is still help out there and I'm hoping with things starting to reopen that, you know, there'll be a little less or there should be some more um, downtime, you know, away from that where they can reach out again to whoever it is that was in their support team prior to. Yes, absolutely. All right. So the next pro, um, which kind of goes with family time is reflection, Mm -hmm. you know, um, reflecting for me, um, was a really big one. Um, it forced me to stop and just reevaluate my life, my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a big one. Seriously, that is. Yeah. Um, I feel like COVID really brought out either the the ugly in people or the good in people, you know, and um, and just kind of like what I wanted my life to look like after COVID, like. What things that I no longer need. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. There was so many things that I was like, why did I do that every day? You know, it it really didn't serve any purpose in my life. Um, but it also made me be grateful for the people that I do have in my life and the importance of relationships. Um you know, and probably less social media, but more importance on relationships. Yep, all good points. Um, yeah, I did a lot of self-reflection um, during this, a lot of journaling, um, a lot of times sitting with myself and my feelings and my thoughts. Um, and kind of like Marla said, deciding where I want to be when this is all over with. Um, it helped me realize that I do have certain passions, <laughs> hence this podcast, <laughs> that um, I would love to get, you know, off the ground. And just the hustle and bustle of everyday life prior, I never really got a chance to sit and really think about it and um, make any of this, you know, come to life. Um, so that was one of the biggest things um, that came from this is being able to just self-reflect and having the time to do it and not feeling so rushed, um, feeling like I need to move on to the next thing. But that's all we had during this past year is time. I mean, (laughs) we were just sitting in the house, no plans, nothing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. So it allowed allowed the time for self-reflection. Yes, that is so true. Can learn so much from just being with yourself. Exactly. And then another thing um, Marla had mentioned was the whole friends thing. Um, And I realized then also that I haven't spent a lot of time with friends or 
I don't want to say I haven't spent a lot of time with friends. I don't make a big enough effort to spend time with my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being like secluded from them made me want to make sure that once we can spend time together, I Mm -hmm. want to make sure that I'm putting forth the effort um, to see my friends more, Um, especially the ones that I know, like care and love about me. But then on the flip side, it made me realize, like, you really don't need that friend in your life. (laughs) They're not really a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's very true. It's funny how sometimes we just keep people around just to keep them around. Yep. You know, so it definitely made us think a little bit more about just be a little bit more intentional in life. Yes, that part. Yep. Yep. That's exactly what it is. All righty. So jumping back to a con. So we just want to talk about like special needs kids like during this time. Um, whereas they would typically get the resources they need either through school or therapy um, or whatever the case may be, um, and them not getting that time that they need um, because of COVID. Um, And then not only that, but the parents that have to take care of them, you know, 24-7 and not getting that, I don't want to say break, but essentially a break. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because it's, it's a lot. I mean, I have a son. He's not deemed special needs, but he's a lot to handle. And he does go to therapy for a few different things. Um, and that kind of stopped once COVID happened. And then they tried to do it um, virtually, like over Zoom. And right, he's not going to sit there and really listen to them. <laughs> um, so it really did nothing for him. Um, so that was definitely, you know, a struggle. You know, it's funny. I was just sitting there thinking about that. And um, because I think a lot of times, you know, when we talk about special kids needs, for me, at least one population that comes to mind is kids with autism. Right. Right. Um, But I know for me, um, you know, one of my kids is on an IEP and this online learning is has not been it's it's not working and the thing with that is is like the teachers they don't get that so it's like emails after emails after emails and then I think as a parent you start to feel really helpless like you're doing everything that you can do but it's not it's it's not an appropriate environment you know, not every kid thrives being home, being homeschooled or being or, you know, online learning. Um, there are kids that need to be in school. So I think it goes around the board that it's it can be um, super frustrating um, because you don't get that break. You're home. Um, and not only that, but special needs kids do need that socialization piece. They do. Absolutely you know, and they're just not getting it to shout out to all the parents that are struggling with this right now. Um, and just recognizing that it's going to get better. Um, it's been a long year with that, but, um, hopefully some relief is on its way with that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was difficult. My son, he's, um, in kindergarten and his first introduction to school was a computer. Um, on top of that, you know, he do have um, 
some like he's a little bit behind, you know, his his peers. And so to kind of start kindergarten, he's already behind and now trying to do it online. It was it was a disaster. I mean, to put it <laughs> frankly, like it was a disaster. He did not get caught up. He still is behind. I mean, they're back in now, but they've only been back in for, I don't know, like a, a few weeks now. Mm. Um, and, and so I already know, like, even his first grade is going to be a struggle for him until he can, you know, get caught up. And let's just hope that they can go to school <laughs> like normal next year. <laughs> I know. Um, and we don't have to do any more of this virtual learning because I need him in his therapy and mm-hmm. in school. Like most parents, you know, with special need kids. Yes, absolutely. All right. So another pro that we can talk about um, that has been really, really helpful for me, um, and I'm sure many others, is we had to learn to slow down. (laughs) Matter of fact, let me change that. We came to a halt. (laughs) Right. We didn't slow down. We stopped. Right. It just came to a complete halt. And for me, um, it was a pro and a con for me, but I'm going to focus on the pro here because um, had I kept going the way I was going, I definitely would have burned out. Right. So it was like we were going and well, for me, at least I was going and going and I had this routine and it was my routine every single week. And then when I look back at it, I was just like, how and why? You know, um, because I just kept going. Um, So for me, slowing down meant that I was able to, again, kind of prioritize the things that I wanted to keep in my life. Um, And that part helped me to reflect. But then um, it also just kind of made me realize that I don't have to be busy every day. I think there's some guilt that comes along with not being busy. Is that true for you? It does. It is. Yeah. And it's, it's so strange. And what made me realize that slowing down was a pro, um, I remember maybe two months into the quarantine, um, I was talking with my son that I was just talking about. And he goes, I'm so happy we don't have to go anywhere on the weekends anymore. Um, And I didn't realize. So I kept them like at birthday parties, at events. Um, We were always doing something every single weekend. Yeah. Um, we were running up the road to Virginia to visit family. I mean, we were never home on the weekends. And I didn't realize that that was actually detrimental to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually enjoys being home and not having to run all the time. Um, yeah. And and it allowed me to kind of like see the things that he likes. Um, he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't like doing all that. Um, and so. Yeah, being able to slow down has definitely been a pro. And I think, I think I had before this started. I think I texted you, Marlon. I was like, I'm so burnt out, um, or something. But yeah, I was always feeling burnt out prior to this, just because we were doing so much work in um, sports, and it was just always something. And so mm-hmm. I constantly felt burnt out, and that I never had enough time to just sit back and relax. So this forced us to sit down somewhere <laughs> um, 
and stop running around all the time because I'm t- even me like with my you know I was always wanting to go to dinner with friends or family or go out and you know drink somewhere um and so this we we needed this I don't know if anyone else feels the same but I, I needed the time to kind of slow down yeah um and and do a little bit of self-reflection I definitely did too yeah all right. All right. So that kind of leads us into um, our next con. Because on the flip side of slowing down, you have the isolation and the lack of adult time and interaction. Um, and as so that doesn't affect most people. So this might not be a con for some. Like I know um, my husband, he's super introverted. So he's completely fine without having any interactions with other adults. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I am social um, and I like talking to adults. I like talking to people. I like hanging out with other adults. Um, Even at work, I am probably talking to people more than I am sitting down at my desk. Um, (laughs) So so being so isolated and not having that adult time really weighed heavily on me. Mm -hmm. Um, I I missed it so much. I mean, I still miss it because, you know, we're not completely back to normal yet. Um, and so that that was a hard one for me. I mean, and it still is. Mm-hmm. For me too. I am a social butterfly. Um, mm-hmm. I love going out with friends. I love being out. I love having my, um, what do you call it? You know, my girls night, <laughs> you know, yes. all of those things. And it was like, that just, it just stopped. And that was really, really hard to deal with, you know, and I don't know. I just, when I want to go, I want to go. And you, you couldn't do that. So I was like, what do I do with myself? You know? Um, so, and I think everybody was going through so much that I didn't even feel comfortable, like in the beginning, calling people. Right. Right. Because everyone was kind of in panic mode and trying to figure out life. So it really took a good, I don't know, four, maybe four or five months before I really started reaching out to friends. But we still weren't going anywhere. Exactly. And my biggest thing was I was just, I don't want to say depressed, but I was down. Um, and I wanted to talk to people, but then I knew everyone else was going through the same thing. And I was like, Brittany, don't be putting your issues on other people. Um, (laughs) so then, so then I didn't even talk to any friends like about like how I was feeling. And now in retrospect, I know that was not a good idea. Um, I should have picked up the phone and called friends. Um, I should have messaged them, just let them know how I was feeling. Um, and what helped me realize that was my job set up, um, uh, once a week where we spoke with, um, a therapist as a group. And, um, I realized that that's actually beneficial to talk to other people Mm -hmm. that are going through the same thing as you. Um, you all can like bounce ideas off of each other of how to get through, you know, that certain situation or just the feeling of knowing you're not alone. Um, that was one of the main things. So I do regret not reaching out to people. Um, uh, Marlo doesn't know this, but I thought about like almost every day, like texting Marlo, like, Marlo, I don't know how to get out of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm so depressed. I don't know how to feel better. Like, this is crazy. But then I also knew Marlo was going through, you know, her issues. And so I didn't want to put that on her. Um, but yeah, I got to get better at that. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think that it's so funny because in our heads, we're always thinking like, like you just said, oh, I don't want to text her because she's probably going through her own stuff. But at the end of the day, I think for me and for you, we probably would have just did a FaceTime, pulled out a bottle of wine and just been like, what? matter of fact, y'all, let me just tell you this really super quick, funny story is Brittany <laughs> actually did a FaceTime live um, oh, yeah. with literally she had this huge glass of wine. Now, mind you, I think the whole bottle probably could fit in it this does. glass. <laughs> I had the whole bottle in that one glass of wine. Yep. And she just got <laughs> on Facebook. It was literally just like, What's everybody doing? <laughs> yep, I did. I was, y'all, I needed some social interactive interaction so bad. And it, oh my gosh, I felt so much better after that. Just having people comment and me talk to them. Like it was what I needed. Yeah, see? So it's like those little things. So, but in our brain, we're like, oh, they probably don't want to be bothered when actually they're probably thinking the same thing you're thinking. And they're just like, oh, I should have called or why is someone calling me? So, right. The moral of the story here is if you haven't reached out to someone and you're feeling like you want to reach out to that person. Reach out for sure. I know if I get like a random text of someone I haven't spoken to in a long time, I love it. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. they were thinking about me. Um, yeah. But I, I have an issue about reaching out first. Um, so I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Me <I> too. <laughs> so um this is a really fun pro that i've actually had fun with and i think your story and my story are are probably going to be very different with this just because my kids are older and yours are younger um is learning kids personalities right like we've had the time to okay we know our kids but we really know our kids now like really really know our kids now and for me Um, you know, my oldest is 17, about to be 18. And then, um, I have a 10 year old daughter, but y'all, let me tell you what I've learned. So because of my 17 year old and his girlfriend, I have learned how to do TikToks. (laughs) 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 And the funny thing is, is that, you know, my son is very, um, quiet. And just to see this other side of him, um, and and I'm sure like his girlfriend totally brings out this side of him because I don't bring it out. Um, But he has just like developed into this social butterfly, but it's weird. He like, he's still kind of a little bit in his cocoon, but he's, you know, doing his YouTube videos and his TikToks and it's just a whole nother side of him I've never seen. Right. And I'm almost at a point where I'm like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so that has been so much fun. And, you know, even with my daughter, um, she loves to um, paint. So now, like her whole entire room is full of all this artwork. And I've really been appreciating how how artistic she is. And I would have never have seen that you know, had we not been home so much together. So for me, it's been really nice to be able to see my kids blossom like that. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, my kids are younger um, than Marlo's, but I've also been able to 
see their personalities, um, see what they like, see what they don't like, um, see what interests them. Um, and not having this time, I don't think we would have been able to see it. And then also kind of like we were talking about self-reflection for us. I think it also allowed them to kind of self-reflect um, themselves. Um, so my oldest, um, he's eight years old. He started writing like plays and stories um, like in his downtime and he really enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, maybe one day you'll be a playwright or something. But yeah. um, I don't if we were like still running around, he would have never had the time to really sit down and write these stories. And they're mm-hmm. really good, you know, um, very detailed and have, you know, a lot of um, information in it, which I'm super impressed. Um, so I think it allowed him to, you know, do that as well. And then, you know, my other son, one of them, the twins, they're six. One of them loves video games, which that's always been a thing. And then the other one, he doesn't really like video games much. He likes breaking stuff and fixing it back up. Um, <laughs> that's just always been his little thing. Um, so we try to, you know, hone in on that and buy him little kits and stuff that he can kind of like put together and, um, so it's really cool. And then my little daughter, my diva, um, she's four. She's just, she's the mama of the family. Um, I think I'm the mom. I am wrong. Um, yeah, she's the mom. Um, but I love seeing like the way she cares for the boys and attempts to boss them around and just, you know, learning what makes her tick, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm I'm big on like conscious parenting, so I try to look and see like what um, what drives my kids, um, and then we go from there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this has been an awesome experience, and I think also it allowed the kids to see our personalities as well. I mean, they've always been used to just seeing us as like the mom, do this, do that. We got to go here, mm-hmm. go here. But now they got to sit down with us and see our funny side. Yeah. Um, got to see the the things we're passionate about um, or even like come in the kitchen with us and see how we cook and, and that sort of thing. So I, I, I think it's been beneficial to both the kids and us. You know, you just said something that I was like, yes. So my daughter learned to cook. Oh. When I tell you I come home and she has sauteed um, asparagus and spinach and peppers and mushrooms and chicken. And she's like, mommy, I've cooked dinner. And I'm like, how did you learn how to cook? And she's like, I just watch you. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. My 17 year old doesn't even cook. Right. So when he's hungry, he'll ask her to cook, which is crazy. Um, but you're right. They they did get a chance to observe more mm-hmm. um, of things that we're not even aware that they're observing. Exactly. Because my one twin, not the video gamer, but the other one, um, he's always coming like, mommy, can we bake a cherry pie? Can we bake this? Can we bake that? And I'm like, all right, I'll run to the store so he can bake it. Um, yeah. maybe I can develop him into the cook of the house. So I'm not always cooking. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. A con. Um, so this was a tough one. Um, and um, I know I've had to deal with this. I don't know if, Marla, you have, like, with COVID related, mm-hmm. but deaths. Like, obviously, COVID. 
um, have took some, you know, amazing people from us. Um, it's just the harsh reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been one of the hardest things to deal with. Just, you know, knowing that this, this virus was really deadly, like no matter, you know, who tries to say it wasn't and, you know, all the conspiracy theories out there, people lost loved ones. Yes. Um, and it's been very hard, um, to deal with and overcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think that you're absolutely on point with that. We've lost so many people um, due to COVID. And I think that that's probably another reason why people's mental health, you know, started to deteriorate because it wasn't just that deaths were occurring. It was, we went into this um, protective mode, like... yes you had to protect your family and you had to protect yourself and the what ifs. Right. Um, You know, a little tidbit is I ended up getting COVID in October and I swear that was my first thought. Am I going to die? Wow. Right. Because there were so many people dying. Um, And that was my biggest fear, you know, in, Obviously, I just, I took really good care of myself. I knew that if I had any difficulty breathing to go directly to the hospital. But I remember one night that I was like scared to go to sleep. Um, I just, because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to wake up. Um, But obviously, it all turned out well. Um, And then everyone in the house ended up getting it. And that was a whole nother set of issues. Um, We've all fully recovered. But yeah. It, you know, it was just, it put a lot of fear into people, rightfully so. Absolutely. Yep. You know, so, um, you know, to anyone who is listening to this that, you know, has experienced um, death due to COVID, you know, sending out our sincerest condolences to that. Um, And I'm hoping that we never have to experience this again. Exactly. Yeah. And just like you touched on, like putting the fear in us, um, I noticed it wasn't only fear myself, but fear um, with my children as well. Like um, when I'd go out to go grocery shopping, is the virus out there? Um, Or if I was taking them out anywhere, like, wait, I need my mask. I need my sanitizer. The virus is out there. Like, so now it developed a fear in them that they should not have to deal with at their age, you know? Yes. Um, yes. And so it's just me constantly just reassuring them, like, um, it'll be okay. We're going to get through this. Um, and just trying to be their backbone through all of this. But then also being nervous about family members and stuff that um, are high risk and mm-hmm. making sure that they're okay and they're listening and, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Um, because, you know, I didn't want to see any more loss. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a tough one. Um, that, yeah, again, hoping that we don't have to continue to go through much longer and maybe we won't have to deal with this anymore in our generation. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So jumping over to a fun pro. Um, is um, even though there has been a lot of loss and people lost their job, I think on the flip side of that, 
is people were also able to do some amazing things this year. You know, people were able to save money, Uh you know, um, because we were definitely out a whole lot less. Um, Some people got promotions. Some people were able to buy houses. The interest rates were super low. So low. Yes. You know, so I think that that is something that really was a positive for a lot of people during this time. If you were able to work from home, maintain your job, um, you know, hopefully um, you were able to do something in that realm, whether it was saving money, promotion, buying a house, um, (laughs) not have as many expenses like credit card debt. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know I I hit up Ross a lot less <laughs> during this past year than I've did in my whole life. <laughs> that and uh, TJ Maxx, I tell you. That was hard. I remember when Ross finally opened back up, I went running to the store. Didn't need <laughs> nothing, y'all. Nothing at all. No. Like, where am I going? I can't wear the clothes anywhere. Ran all the way to Ross to get some um, joggers and house clothes. <laughs> if I'm being a house, I got to be a little cute. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that is it too funny. Definitely positives um, came out of it. And, um, yeah, if I didn't spend so much money on takeout, then my savings probably would look a little bit better. But there's that. Right. <laughs> I got to try some um, local restaurants that I've never tried before. <laughs> See, that's a um, that's a pro. Yeah. So yeah, there's you know there's been some some good things that came out of this and I'm, I'm hoping like us going through this allows you to kind of see that. So everything doesn't seem so bad from this past year. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so we're going to touch on um, some, uh, another con this one. Oh, I know y'all are probably sick of hearing this one. Um, and I'll kind of combine the two. Um, we have the mask and the no mask debates and we have the vaccine and the no vaccine debates. I know you all are so sick of hearing <laughs> it because I am. I'm like, <laughs> gosh, it's bad enough. We have like people dying from this and now we're having to debate like, you know, whether we should even like protect ourselves with it. Yeah. Um, and I won't get too deep into like vaccine, no vaccine, because I do feel like um, vaccine is always one's choice. Um, but y'all, I'm sick of hearing it. <laughs> you know what I think gets me with it is, to be honest, I personally don't really care what other people want to do. That's, you know, that is their choice. What I don't like is the, what comes with that meaning the insults and it's, it's, it, this has to be the right way. I think what we have lost along the way is the ability to empathize, right? Like no one understands empathize anymore. And if you can put yourself in someone's shoes, then you can empathize. It doesn't mean you agree and it doesn't mean you have to agree. Right. But we can all agree to disagree. Yep. You know, and yes, absolutely. 
And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that I agree. It's like mask, no mask, vaccine, no vaccine. But people are entitled to do what they want to do at the end of the day. Um, And I'm just hoping that somewhere along the line, uh, along the lines that we can just learn to agree to disagree. And, and and that's it. Like, we don't have to cause a divide just because you don't agree. I don't have to be on the math side or the no math side. Like, we don't have to choose sides. Just learn to disagree and move on. It's okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I'm over these debates. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Um But, you know, I guess that's what makes us who we are, you know, is that we're always going to have these debates. Remember, like, back in school, you had a debate team? Yes. I think people need to go back and relearn how to debate effectively, right? And and you know what I loved about um, when we would have to do the debates in school? Well, I don't know if everyone did this, but I recall my teacher doing this, like, he would specifically put you on the opposite side of what you um, believe in. Yes. Just so you can come up with, you know, reasons why that might not be so bad. And yes. it helped open your mind. And I feel like today, like I carried that on. So me, when I look at stuff, I can look at it from both sides and form my own unbiased decision. I feel like a lot of people have a hard time looking at it from the other side's perspective. And so that's where these huge disagreements um, come from. And I'm like, y'all just open your minds. Everything is not black and white. I know we want it to be, but this mask and no mask, it's not black and white. A person could seriously be claustrophobic and can't wear a mask. You don't know that. Right. Um, Someone could be like, uh, have um, immune deficiencies or whatever. So yeah, they're walking around with two masks. That don't mean we're going to call them names. So I'm like, just open your eyes and try to understand where the other side is coming from. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. All right. So for our last pro, hmm, let me see here. I know. I kind of like both of these. (laughs) I know. I'm wondering if we can combine them. So... One is illness decline, um, and that is really a decline in illnesses, right? When every year we're out there, we have germs and, you know, we have the flu and we have all these other illnesses. And for the most part, outside of COVID, I feel like people have just been healthier, you know, um, there hasn't, we haven't been bringing as many illnesses into the home. I'm sure one, because we are most, a lot of people wearing masks. We're washing our hands. Apparently people didn't <laughs> wash their hands before. Like, what have been doing all this time? No wonder we being sick. <laughs> right. And then the hand sanitizer. So I think just overall, um, we've been able to protect ourselves really well this year. Yeah. Oh, and then just to touch on this very quickly, because I know we are kind of going over, um, but people talk about like the buffet, like I, um, Golden Corral and a few other like buffet places, um, the way they do their buffet now is you have to wear a glove, you have to have your mask on. And I'll hear people say, I'm not eating at a buffet right now. I'm like, well, heck, eating at a buffet right now is healthier (laughs) than before. 
<laughs> you got people covering up their mouths and wearing gloves. Like that needs to stay in place. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never been a huge, big fan of buffets. You know, I'll eat there periodically, but absolutely right. Like now it's like the safest time to eat at a buffet. Mm-hmm. You know, things are covered more. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So. But yeah, we can, um, we're going to leave this off on um, positive notes. So then the next one um, we want to touch on is community togetherness. Um, and I know we talked about the divide earlier, but um, we've also noticed that the community came together more during this time. Um, whether it be like, I know I have a neighborhood Facebook page um, and they set up a thing where, you know, we drop off goodies at, you know, each other's porches, or um, if someone wanted something picked up from the store, but um, they're at high risk, someone will offer to go get them stuff. Um, And then going back to um, local restaurants, like people making sure that they're giving back to local restaurants during this time. Um, So I, I think that one of the biggest pros from this was community togetherness. Although, you know, this past year we've all witnessed it. There's been some, you know, a lot of divide, division and um, that sort of thing. But on the flip side, I've seen a lot of, you know, communities coming together. What about mm-hmm. you, Marla? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I know that, you know, at my job right now, we've had people just come in because we're considered frontline workers. Um, people have dropped off care packages to us, um, like individual snack packs, you know, so it's like I have definitely have seen people just um, come together and um, be thankful, you know, for the frontline workers and um, just show their appreciation. So I definitely have seen the community togetherness a lot more. Awesome. Yeah. And then people creating like little pods so the kids can do virtual learning together while the parents, you know, work from home. There's just been so, you know, many different things um, that I've seen that that has been positive from this. And it yes. kind of forced you to know your neighbors. I mean, you couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> so I've seen them more than I've seen my family. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. So, yeah. So. I hope you enjoyed listening to our cons and pros. Um, And um, we are going to go into one last um, segment and then we'll let you all go. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, when Brittany and I were kind of coming up with this um, pros and cons list, you know, something that we thought was really important was just to really stress that we really have been through a lot over this last year, you know, and it's so important during this time and any time in our lives that we take care of ourselves, you know, so for any reason, if you are experiencing a lot of the cons that we touched upon, um, you know, it's okay to seek out help. You know, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, um, if you're dealing with trauma symptoms, you know, the great thing right now is that so many, ther- well, almost all therapists um, are doing telehealth, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay to reach out and get some extra help. And the other thing is that a lot of times people think reaching out for help is a sign of weakness, but 
you know, it's really a sign of strength. If you can recognize that you need help and you're doing that for yourself, it's super, super important, you know, so definitely take care of yourselves. Um, Do what you need to do. Um, Take a breather, take some time out. But if you're needing some extra help, then definitely reach out to a therapist. Absolutely. Self-care is the best care. Yes, Um, it is. So, yeah. Um, So I hope you enjoyed listening to our pros and cons. Um, I hope you were able to relate um, during some of those topics. Um, On our next episode, we are going to dive deeper into self-care, different ways um, to uh, provide self-care to yourself. Um, So I'm looking forward to that episode. I am too. Self-care is one of my, one of my friends. (laughs) It is something that I definitely try to dip into every single week um, if I can. So we'll definitely give you guys um, um, tips and tools that you can use. And it could be something super, super small, um, but we'll definitely get into that more next week. Yes, I'm excited. All right. Well, I appreciate you all for hanging out with me and Marlo. Um, We will be dropping an episode once a week. Should be on Mondays. um, So be on the lookout for that. Um, And then if you all want to email us um, any topics you would like us to discuss, or if you have any any additional cons and pros that you would like to share with us, um, or if you just want to reach out and say hi, do it. Um, Our... Um, email is to mamas uncensored at gmail.com. Make sure you spell uncensored correctly because I never can. Uh, <laughs> and it's the number two. The number two. <laughs> number two, mamas uncensored at gmail.com. Um, and we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Yeah. So thanks again, everyone. And we will talk to you next week. Good night. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,